Overlooking Phoenix. From high above in the Star Worldwide Network Studios. Badge Boys. Stories, insight, guests, and true blue humor with retired police sergeant Darren Birch and retired police officer Jason Schechterly. Brought to you by OfficerPrivacy.com, the company's officers trust with their online privacy. And now, here they are, the Badge Boys. Welcome back to another edition of the Badge Boys, the show where two retired cops talk to the community. I'm retired crime stopper sergeant Darren Birch. I'm retired Phoenix police officer Jason Schechterly. And we have a very unusual show for you today. Our guest are the badge boys that's right <laughs> finally i get to be on the show i'm so excited what took you so long i know i, I only, know. T- only took 100 shows good lord but we are going to weigh in about the atlanta massacre uh as a sex crimes expert uh i can weigh in on that jason having worked homicide he's going to weigh in on the, the homicide aspect so you got two experts in this arena that are going to weigh in on this horrible disgusting crime spree uh in fact it's very similar to when i had sadly had to work uh then in comp talk uh, again this is perfect for jason we're going to allow jason to vent his anguish in regards to politicians Uh his favorite animal in the world are trying to destroy police officers lives by destroying and removing qualified immunity next week we're going to have these incredible badge boys first a special debate edition with two huge heavyweights in the attorney arena we have kurt nermy who was the obviously jody eris's uh, attorney as well as joshua marquis who is a district attorney retired out of oregon and they've both been on tv they've both been on court tv they, they, you know who they are mm-hmm. you know who they are well we are going to vet because on that debate stage we are the moderator so we can't weigh in no we're, we're not going to weigh in that we are i'm actually going to shut up next week <laughs> and wow i can't wait but you know what i'm most excited about next week darren is it won't be vitriolic. It won't be, I'm on this side, you're on this side, so I have to destroy you and I hate you, which is what our world is it's right now. It's not going to be political. These are going to be two incredibly educated people who are passionate about the their law beliefs. And the law. Yes, and and I am all for that. I'm, with I, you, I, I'm so excited about next week. Yeah, yeah, we are absolutely going to give as much respect, if maybe even more, to Kirk Nurmi because he's, you know, defense attorney on this issue. Uh, but absolutely correct. It's about the legal ease. What does this mean to officers? What is the law? We're going to go into this debate. It's going to be, and it's going to be a debate special. It's what it's about. We're not going to have our typical cop talk. We're not going to have stupid suspects at the end. It's going to be an hour debate. It's going to be amazing. And then, of course, on this episode, we're going to have our last segment we which we will have the stupid suspects heroic headlines jason's always inspirational closing message so stay tuned you'll be informed you'll be educated and entertained but now a message from our sponsor officerprivacy.com more stories inside guests and true blue humor coming up on batch boys we'll be back right after this OfficerPrivacy.com is offering a special deal for listeners of this podcast. This is a great deal. Go to OfficerPrivacy.com forward slash BB. Their team of current and retired law enforcement officers will remove your information from the top three sites that are showing your home address, phone number, and more. Sign up at OfficerPrivacy.com forward slash BB. You can also follow the link on our show notes. Well, my, my, my. We happen to know that guy. 
criminals think they are so smart. The problem for them is the police are smarter. Detectives resolve things. They don't give up. I'm not the only one who answered the call. I am retired Sergeant Darren Bird. Detective Chris McMullen. Detective Frank Diller. Robert Cushing. Vermont State Police. Now, where did he come from? Every detective has that one case. This is that one case for me. He thinks he can outsmart these detectives. Well, he has another thing coming. You're not going to be able to run from it. You want to find that smoking gun. He does what he was made to do. Find the bad guy. That is, as they say in tennis, game, set, and match. American Detective, coming exclusively to Discovery Plus, early 2021. Learn more at discoveryplus.com. You're listening to Badge Boys with retired police sergeant Darren Birch and retired police officer Jason Schechterly. Now, back to the Badge Boys. You know, I'm really excited to get into this conversation as it relates to this Atlanta massacre because it really did hit home. It, it really almost touched some PTSD issues regarding uh, some sad, horrific cases I had worked in regarding to the, um, I'll just call it the sex industry. Well, this happened yesterday, too. It, so fresh. This is very fresh. Oh, yeah. my God. But I've, I've, I've been in scenes where you walk into a uh, massage parlor and there's blood literally coated all four rooms of a very small and all they cared about was killing somebody. It, the, the victims are vulnerable. And we'll, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure. But before we do, I really want to do a, a, another shout out to our sponsor. We just absolutely, Jason and I just love our sponsor, OfficerProvacy.com. Uh, Jason and I both weigh in about how much they do, uh, the major discount and a free gift if you go to OfficerProvacy.com forward slash BB or Badge Boys, it doesn't matter. Each week you hear us talk about Pete and his crew, his cops and retired cops, how they help keep not just our family safe, but other officers' families safe. Uh, then you hear Robin, she weighs in about how it's not just for cops, guys, uh, and she's 100% right. Yeah, it's very important. It's, it's so important. But what we, you might not know out there is that, because we, I've never touched upon it, and I don't think you have, Jason, officer privacy com also has special discounts, a special group rate for police departments. The entire police department can have a special rate. So if you're listening out there and let's say you're a leader, maybe you just have the chief's ear. Um, think about getting hold of officerprivacy.com, finding out about this special rate for the entire police department, because that's what true leaders do. They protect their men and women who serve our community. While they're risking their lives, you need to protect their lives. And this is a great perfect time to show them how much you care. OfficerPrivacy.com allows the entire police department, especially those smaller and mid-level where the chief can literally say unilaterally, yeah, we need to start protecting our troops. Um, I know if you go to OfficerPrivacy.com forward slash BB, you absolutely feel safer because Jason, I did and we do. Yes, I do. Thank you to Pete and his entire crew, I absolutely love it, and I will use it for the remainder of my days. I, I'm with you, brother. Yeah. I am with you. Yeah. Um, gosh. Yeah, we where have, to start on this? I know. Uh, this is well, so I, horrific. I'll tell you how I started. I woke up, had no idea about this last night. Mm -hmm. None. Um, I always watch the, I hate to say it, I watch 
headline news. I watch CNN. I watch Fox. You're killing me. And I do it like two hours before I show up here. That's the only time I watch these shows. Okay. And so that I can weigh in on current events. Uh Um, Or if there's something big that occurs, I have a funny feeling CNN won't cover. I'll watch CNN to prove, and I'll do my... My CNN is newsworthy report. Um, <laughs> so this morning I woke up and, and watched the news and, and I saw something that, like I said, it really did hit home, Jason. It, it really put me right back in the middle of that scene. And there's one particular one that really hit home bad. That happened here? Uh, it did. It, yeah, in okay. fact, we've had her on our show. We've had this guest on our show. She was a, uh, I'll say the word sex worker. Uh, she was working as a dancer, I'm using air quotes, at one of these industrial massage places where they're in industrial heart. Um, it was paid to play kind of thing where you pay X amount of money, I'll dance nude, that kind of thing. Yeah. They don't. They obviously don't say you will get sex for money. They can't. But that's what it is. That's what it is. And I'm not saying these gals were sex workers. I don't know. But many of the massage parlors are. And the reason I bring that up is because as I was listening to the news accounts, and I'm listening at, to one death after another, eight in total, eight, or maybe more. At three different locations, right? Three different locations. And he was on his way, this piece of shit, excuse me, was on his way to Florida to do more killing. Mm-hmm. And you know why he was doing this? Because he's a sexual predator. He's a sexual predator. And he admitted as what we call a, um, a Freudian slip or, a, uh, or detectives use it as a carrot. He's, you always give them an out. Like if it's drugs, say, oh, man, drugs can make good people do bad things. It, it's a moral out. Not a legal out, but a moral out where when you talk to suspects, you kind of use, you play that carrot, if you will. And in this particular situation, the carrot that played perfectly with this POS is the fact that he said, admittedly, I'm addicted to sex, and I had to stop that, that desire. And so instead of you know, giving himself a lobotomy, he goes out and he starts trying to kill the women to these different massage places that he had frequented and visited and thought about. And you're basically turning a sexual addict slash sexual predator into a homicidal one. Uh, it, it hit home with me. It really did. Yeah. So I was thinking today's show, we, we had a, a guest cancellation, which was completely understandable situation. Never happened before, so very understandable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and life happens. And so, again, Badge Boys is all about, um, you know, impromptu and, and adapting to the situation. Work. It, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And so I, I thought, you know what? I, hopefully Jason will let me talk about this. Oh, I love it. And you no, love it's, it. I think it's an, it, I think it's an important thing and there's so many aspects to this story again it's very fresh and you always have to wonder if the news is reporting accurately Uh. and as well as in these early stages of what are they allowed to release but the one of the things and i have a lot of questions for you but one of the things that really struck me darren was what we know right now, and this could change, and we we can bring it up, you know, two months from now if it changes. But he apparently admitted right away this was not about race, this no. was not about the Asians, and it was about stopping his own temptations. So he killed a lot of people. It it the reason it struck me is because as if he has a sexual addiction. It would have made more sense had he gone into one of these places and, say, been refused 
a certain service that he was willing to pay for that uh, the soft parlors are, you know, obviously we have undercover officers. And when I say we, I'm talking about the United States as a whole. Uh, police departments do a lot of, uh, you know, to use the term we use, stings. They they go in there. They will bust these sex workers. They'll bust the people that are, are paying for it. John's. He, it would have made more sense to me if it was more of a spur of the moment thing where he was mad at that particular building, that particular site, and those particular workers. He chose, according to what, again, this is only what we know after 24 hours. He targeted three different locations because he was trying to erase his temptations to even go in there. Now, we're probably going to find out that he's been there before. We're probably going to find no out that he, that he used their services. But what we know now is he wasn't targeting one girl or, or feeling uh, shunned or scorned or his feelings. Retaliation. Hurt. Yeah. It, 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 it's an odd thing. You don't hear about this very often because a lot of times you will hear about uh, that's why we have second degree murder. And why we have that term postal. Exactly. It, it, it's a spur of the moment, like how dare you refuse me or, or whatever. And that wasn't apparently the situation here, which I think is, is remarkable because rarely do you hear about somebody who is saying, okay, I have these problems and the only way that I can get rid of them is to go kill everybody. And I have the perfect, perfect answer for you, my friend. Let me hear it, please, because I am not, I never worked these cases. Two words, bullshit. His (laughs) sex. (laughs) Oh my God, Darren Cuss, yes. His admitted sex addiction is bullshit. That is a a carrot. He is a sexual predator. Now, I'm not sure what sexual paraphilic nature he has. And there's a lot, you know, pedophilia is just one about the youth. and, And that's probably not the case here in my belief. I, I'm looking at either an anger rapist. Um, uh, uh, there's so many different labels that the FBI gives to the profile of sexual predators. Uh, so it could be any of these. But the reason I bring that up is that sexual predators, the way you get them to talk about their crime and their rape is you give them, like I kind of alluded to, this carrot. You know, like, like I hate to say this, but for uh, pedophiles, when I have a, a pedophile offender, the first thing I'll talk about is, well, she's a very, very attractive 10-year-old. No, I understand, you know, your attraction, sir. You, you, you kind of play into their morality. Like, you know, you're not a bad guy. You just, you, you have this sickness, whatever. That's what... This is all about the sexual addiction is this sexual predator's way of rationalizing his desire to kill women that make him feel less powerful, less manly, less potent. I don't care what it is that this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, because this family knows him probably as a nice guy, but this is a sexual, definitely a sexual predator who became homicidal because of those sexual frustrations because of whatever sexual paraphilic nature he has. I'm kind of guessing, and again, you're right, we don't know what we're going to know as the dust settles, and we will. 
There will be a fingerprint. Oh, yeah. There will be a digital print. There will be a social media print. We'll find out about this sick puppy. Well, and if he's willing to talk now, he's going to talk a lot more. Well, unfortunately, and we love our friend Kirk Nurmi, but some <laughs> defense attorney is going to get a hold of this sick puppy, and we're not going to hear another word from this puppy. And defend him how? Uh, That's the question. Well, how? As Kirk Nurmi one time said, the only reason he even took the Jody Arias is to prevent her from getting a death penalty because he felt strongly about the death uh, penalty. He's so, the death penalty. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, so some representative is going to try to defend him. So unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to hear from him specifically, but I'm telling you, these sexual predators, it's not, uh, you can't use the word desire strong enough. It's a compulsion. They absolutely live, breathe it. They are wired badly. There's something wrong with these people that are so badly wired that it's all they think about morning, noon, and night to the point where it destroys their lives. And I believe, and this is a guess now, I could see this guy dwindling especially during COVID-19 times where he can't get to these places because of COVID-19 and all the restrictions he is so damn frustrated so angry his life has probably been into the 1-800 numbers where you you see someone and you can't actually do anything and his life, I believe, has probably been, um, you know, going down the drain. Oh, and guaranteed. It's, it's, and he's a young guy. That's thank you. That, that's what's crazy. And he has nothing to lose. And now he is targeting these poor women that are vulnerable by their very nature. And we can talk about that as well in, in this well, industry. There, there's a lot we could talk yeah. about with but, this. But to your point uh, that this doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. It has nothing to do with sex addiction. It has to do with him being a sexual predator. But how do you... We live in a society where we, and this is 100% of the time, I don't care what law enforcement agency, I don't care what politician, what laws, we are 100% reactive versus proactive. And you brought up two sets of keywords, sexual addiction and sexual predator. So let me give you an example of somebody who I happen to love very much. And I find this, this particular, I don't want to call it a case, uh, a case study. I find this very interesting. So do you know who David Duchovny is? I do. Great. I love the X-Files. Okay. Love the X-Files. Okay. Sex addict. So my son, my son used to say that if me and my brother got married, we'd have David Duchovny as a son. So here's the, (laughs) here's the interesting thing to me. David Duchovny, a uh, very famous actor, and yes, uh, X-Files. He marries uh, uh, one of my favorite actresses. Yes. Um, she was in The Family Man, and then she has that, that uh, show. What? Taya Leone. Thank you. Yes. I absolutely love Taya Leone. Yes. Beautiful woman, <laughs> just a great actress, sweetheart. Madam Secretary. So he's married to her. They get divorced because yes. he is a sex addict. And he openly talked about it. He went to rehab. And then, here's the interesting part to me. Then he goes on to star in, Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry if you disagree or do agree, one of my favorite all-time shows (laughs) is Californication. (laughs) Have you ever seen it, Darren? Uh, No, I haven't. Okay. I know it, but I haven't seen it. So he's the star of Californication. I think it ran seven seasons. I've watched watched it probably – six times all the way through because <laughs> it's both it's both funny the the actors in this the, there's a actor by the name of charlie not his real name in the show charlie runkle who is beyond hilarious the the love interest opposite david Duchovny, karen in the show but all he does in californication 
is have sex with different women on every show. And I always found it interesting that in real life, this guy is an admitted sex addict, lost his marriage over it, went and sought help, but was able to go on and star in this show. And now you don't hear anything about him. But my point to this whole thing is, guess what he has never done? Killed anybody over it. Thank you. And so when you talk about sexual addiction and then you mentioned sexual predator, is there a way to be proactive versus reactive? Because now we have eight dead people who, when you talk about the murder aspect, they were innocent. They did not deserve to be murdered. Period. Were they committing crimes? Possibly. Do you, don't know. But, 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 we don't, but I don't care. Do it has nothing, nothing to do with it. Thank because you. they weren't committing crimes that justify deadly force in response. They're a and victim. The easy way, if he's got this temptation that he needs to get rid of, well, one bullet would have done that. He should have shot his himself in the fucking head. I mean, that's how, oh, that's how you end your temptation. Or here's an idea. Counseling. Uh, uh, if, if it was sincere. If it was sincere. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. I, it was disingenuous. I, yeah, and I'm not sure how that exactly works. And let's just be honest here. When you talk about sex, everybody loves sex. Well, most people love sex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that there are a few people out there who have been traumatized in their lives, and yes. I'm not. And we've had a few on our show, yes. so I'm not disrespecting Good them you. at all. But a, 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 we were created as human beings. It's a natural instinct and attraction. And I don't care who you're attracted to, uh, same sex, opposite sex, it doesn't matter. Lamp post. When you went now, now when that's it, a that's a, that's when, an actual addiction. Well, an, that's an, an actual Animals, trees. Right. When it comes to people and fur when, when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to child molesters, that's a whole. I think that should be in a completely different category because that is an evil disease. That Darren, I, and you're an expert on this. I'm not. That is the one temptation crime whatever that absolutely cannot be cured yeah it, it can't child, child molestation is you are incurable if you want to have sex with an eight-year-old boy yeah you so when it comes to sexual predators just really put it in clear terms sexual predator has two components one is sexual depravity in some form of sexual paraphilic nature which means pedophilia um you know sex anger uh you could talk about frauderism you could talk about all these different isms that people that's not normal sex okay and and if you will you could use the word sex addiction which is a, a umbrella term that means like you said i would argue that almost 90. 99.9% of male out there are addicted to sex. I was going to say, every guy out there is addicted to right, sex. So, right. so, so Some women so, are too. Thank you. And God bless them. And, and I, I, so, so when people use the word sex addiction, I think it's the woke bullshit of the 90s and 2000 when Clinton got caught with his pants down uh, smoking a cigar. And uh, I thought you she know was what? smoking the you cigar. You know what? I, I, <laughs> no, I, it used to be hers, and then he smoked it after well, her I, usage. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah. If, I, if I was married <laughs> to Hillary... How would it light? If, if I was married to Hillary Clinton, <laughs> I, would done it, I would have done exactly what he did, too. So I, I, he, he gets a free pass from me because of who he's married to. <laughs> but having said that, and, and 
you know, putting the light side away for a second, because it is hilarious. These sexual predators absolutely have this more than a desire. Like I said, it's an obsession. But the second component to that is criminality. They have to be able and want to trespass upon another. For example, there are pedophiles right now that are living quiet lives of desperation in the privacy of their own hell. And what I mean by that is you look at some of these um, priests who have not offended, and that's the key, who have not offended, but went to the priesthood to kind of remove themselves from this world of children because of this, and then they find themselves surrounded by children, and they every day they resist that temptation. We all have temptations in life, some stronger than others. Of course. And we all resist those temptations because that makes us human and not animals. These people are so, they're, impulse is so strong that they are truly animalistic which goes to your point when you said that a pedophile specifically and i would argue almost all sexual predators to include pedophile but not limited to cannot be truly cured unless you rewired them somehow because it's truly the wiring when me and you look at you know like you have your your taste of a woman let's say and i have my taste and robin has her taste and which isn't they're, much lately they're, they're, <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's for a show next week <laughs> there are those who look at a lamppost and like wow that's hot there's people that look at underwear you know the pens who go wow that's hot there's people that look at cars urinating well, you know on what? each you other you can't judge somebody's fetish you know there are Thank some freaky it's a fetishes fetish. in this world and as long as that's it's not why criminal private. And as long as that's it's not criminal, exactly. that's the key. As long as it's not offending someone, what happens in the privacy of your own home, who cares? Right. But when you're hurting someone, to, and sadly, even yourself, then we need to care as a society. So to your point of proactive nature, you know, how can we pro- be proactive? By talking about it. When there's someone listening right now to the show, there are absolutely resources for people that have pedophilia. There are absolutely resources for people that have um, dysfunction, penile dysfunctions, because a lot of the sexual predators, like the one in the show um, on American Detectives regarding mm-hmm. the Dernovich case, yeah. you know, he used an object because he could not achieve an erection. Mm-hmm. So many of the people that have you know, erectile dysfunction, ED, or But what? usually predatory sex, and correct me if I'm wrong, again, I'm talking to the expert, and I love this because I don't know, but from what I understand, what I've heard all these years, the predatory side is not about the sexual gratification itself. It's about power, power mm-hmm. over another person. And I want to take it back to, I, I'm not going to say his name, but the guy we're talking about yesterday, we, we're kind of getting off topic here. In, in my mind, if he was a true predator, then why didn't he go in to one of these facilities and act out one of his desires, one of his fetishes, and it'd be a more personal, why didn't he strangle one girl? Why didn't he shoot one girl? He went in to a building, mowed everybody down, got in his car, drove across the street to another building, mowed somebody down, got in his car, drove to another building. That's, in your experience, how is that, I understand how it's predatory because he chose his victims, not not by name or face. He chose them by location. That I understand that part is predatory. But he he wasn't predatory in the sexual aspect because he didn't 
commit any sex acts. And again, when we talk about sexual predators and we talk about rapists, the, the cliche, and it's a solid cliche, it's just not about sex, it's about power. There's no truer statement. But keep in mind, when you're talking about sexual predator, they also are a human being with life, right? Yeah. And now they have this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde effect. And it's so true. It really is. Yeah, that, yes. People that, that you right now out there listening, you know a sexual predator. I guarantee it. Jason and I did. We, we worked with one. I was married to I one. Sat, Thank I you. sat next to him for two years Thank and didn't you. know. You wouldn't know. Because if there was a one guy who, looks, who acted like a, uh, a womanizer, not a childizer, uh, it was him. And yeah, he was a great detective. He was. And a very nice. You could walk in every day. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, buddy. How's, I know. And we I talk know. about family and our own kids. But, and then when he gets arrested, I'm like, holy shit. I, I was questioning myself. Yeah, like, yeah. you didn't see one red flag in two years. And I didn't. And that's what I call the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde effect. These sexual predators have a life outside of, of that ugliness. And it's a real life. It's really who they are also, yeah, but it's yeah. an also. So when you look at this gentleman, and I hate the word use gentleman, but this, this homicidal puppy, broken puppy, uh, because he's young, he's young. And he had a life that I would suspect, and I could be wrong, we'll find out when the dust settles, that was spiraling out of control. One thing I can tell you is that when you lose power, you ended up as a sexual predator, you, you have no control. When you do these crimes and you do these fetishes, and, and, just, and I'll just say the word masturbate to these fetishes, the dream is always 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 better than reality so they go out and let's say their their fetish is um you know uh, an anger rapist and they go out and they they and that is truly about power if there's one time that statement is so overly true to a point of being there's no nuances to it it's that there are times where it is also about sex there are rapists out there who absolutely are addicted to sex. They are also criminals. So they have this sexual fetish, which is overly needing this sexual stimuli. And they're also criminals, which means they don't give a shit and they'll offend and they'll rape a woman. It is about power, but it also is about sex. So it's not, you can't say it's never about sex. It's always about power. Sometimes it's about sex. Sometimes it's just about power. But in this particular situation, what I want to get across is that this individual could very well have these dreams unfulfilled. He is absolutely needs to take that power back. And in his mind, he has devolved to such a point where he is now simply going to remove it. And for all I know, he could be an anger rapist. I keep leaning that way with him. Uh, he may feel inadequate towards women. That's also a huge component towards anger rapists so it could be that clearly there's no more brutal angry act than murder i do have a question i want to ask you darren since you're such an expert on this when these guys are in this frame of mind and they're going after these women is it true in your sense as a, a retired police officer and working on these type of cases that it has something to do it's either an anger issue with an ex ex-girlfriend ex-wife or an anger issue with their mother? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, we've seen it where, I mean, that's a true statement. You hear that, yeah, you hear that a lot. I want to say it's a stereotype, but and it's true, it happens. But And keep in mind, anger rapists are one of the smallest percentages 
of these um, sexual predators. It's the smallest percentage, but it, you know when you talk about your movies and these, you know that's what usually what you see with the DV aspect. Uh, then with the um, oh my gosh, the DNM, you know, individuals and the masochistic and you know the the brutal, truly torturing. You know, again, very small very small percentage but they're out there but what we also see with these anger rapists as it relates to the anger towards women it's usually a role model that they look in a negative light it could be their boss it could be their girlfriend it could be their sister an older sister who dominated them whatever that case is uh they truly have this anger towards that person here's a sad part something will happen they'll get like a letter let's say from that dominant older sister it will trigger just like a trigger with ptsd similar situation it will trigger them to want to offend and they'll simply lash out the first woman they see then they become opportunistic as jason and i understand that they'll become opportunistic it's just about trying to commit a crime and getting away with it and it's not targeted towards that individual well you just had a police officer in britain get arrested for killing a woman who was simply walking home uh, this is about a week ago, and it was a police officer who did it. And, and again, to your point, people, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You don't know. So I, one final thing, and this this really means a lot to me. You're hearing a lot of stories lately that uh, some law enforcement agencies are doing uh, a good job on human trafficking. Yes. Uh, and you're hearing cases where they're, they are saving Hundreds of people yes. at a time. Yes. So when it comes to this, I, I saw a report this morning that the Korean diplomats in Atlanta have already confirmed via the Korean uh, consulate in, oh. in, in Korea right. that they are, have already acknowledged at least four of the victims are Korean. Correct. And so some others could be... Japanese, Filipino, we don't know. Will, and when it comes to this, now, in my opinion, and this is a law enforcement opinion, the murder is the murder. The mass killing is the mass killing. They have the suspect in custody, and the Atlanta PD is well-equipped with their homicide investigators. They will take care of this. But you still have to look beyond why were these women there? Be- and will they, will we find out the ages of these girls? And if some of these victims are 14, 15, 16 year old girls who were brought here, sex trafficked, sex yeah. trafficked, wow. somebody put them in harm's way, not only as, as young sexual workers slash victims but they were put in harm's way to get murdered and there are people making a lot of money that escalates up to the federal level and i know that there are most fbi agents out there across the country are working very hard to make a positive difference i think at the upper echelons of the fbi in washington dc i don't have a good thing to say about them because they have become political and I don't think they care. You can look at the, the Parkland shooting, the, the school shooting that was so bad. The FBI had every opportunity to stop that, and they neglected it. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I think that the uh, – who's in charge right now, Christopher Ray. 
he's an he's an idiot. The the guy before him, James Comey, is one of the most disgusting law enforcement individuals in our history. And I wonder, Darren, as this goes on, will it simply stop at the suspect and the murders, or will somebody step up and say, you know what? There is a lot more to this because there is a lot more to this. And to answer your question, yes. Oh, you believe that? Here's the I love beauty. it because I don't believe I don't believe that will happen. So yeah. I'm glad you are a l- little more positive than I. Am. And the reason I'm so positive <laughs> is because in the '90s we embraced um, the family advocacy setting, multi multidisciplinary approach to sex crimes and child crimes. Only because of that do I feel very confident that the Atlanta Police Department absolutely has a family advocacy center. They have an advocate that deals with human trafficking. And to your point, and it's spot on, my friend, sexual servitude is part of this human trafficking. Uh, and does it involve youth? Yes. Does it involve dr- people that are addicted to drugs? Yes. Does it involve people that have a different language and the language barrier? Yes. Does it involve women and children and even sometimes men with some type of disabilities? Physically, mental, yes. And the reason all those are yes is because it has to do with one word, vulnerable. The vulnerable people in our society, which sadly many times are women, and the Asian women absolutely are vulnerable. Oh, my God. Absolutely. And there is, I I guarantee you, I, I can say this with complete confidence, there is right now a young person, young man, woman, that is an advocate that's associated with the Atlanta Police Department because it's a fine organization, a great department. great department. Thank you. And there is right now somebody who's looking into this and looking at these victims, much like we did with our victim who, in the case that I was talking about, in fact, it's an earlier show, we should probably put it up um, on this post. We'll somehow put up the show with this young woman who's working as a, um, a sex worker at this industry. And she is now a mother of, I'm not going to say how many, but a bunch of good kids, mm. family, yeah. loved uh, husband, relocated, reinvented her life because of our advocacy system came in and literally not just saved her life through, you know, the hospital and giving her justice, my putting the, the, the temp murderer away because she should have died. She should have died. But there's also going to be an advocacy component with that family advocacy center. I guarantee you, my friend. Well, I, uh, my heart goes out to the victims and, uh, it, I, I want, we're talking about addiction. There's, there are people involved who are addicted to money and they are using these vulnerable people and all they, and they they treat them as objects and it's, it's gotten to the, again, I, I talk about the reactive and the proactive. And here's an example I can give you as we wrap this up. I travel all the time, right? Absolutely. You do. You go into the, I don't know when's the last time you went into an airport, but most airports, a long time, most airports, especially larger ones, Sky Harbor right here in Phoenix is a great example. I walk into terminal four and right next to the snack shop, there is an open air, open window, three, four chair massage thing where I can, you know what, you sit on a plane for six hours, your shoulders get tight, but everybody watches somebody, you know, rub your shoulders or beat on your back or whatever. And that's like the only, I, I can honestly say I'm 48 years old. I've never had a massage in my life. It's, Come over, big guy. Come on no, over. No, 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 no. No happy endings <laughs> no, for you. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Well, 
But what is the stigma around, especially Asian massage parlors? Right. Yes. They talk. They we all use funny comments, rub and tugs, and happy endings. And love you long. But time. you know what? Let's remember that there are people in there that are being victimized, and it could possibly be underage girls. Oh, clearly. So the only way in my mind right now to be proactive is, and I have a very uh, there's no gray areas for me. It, it is black and white. Just as much as I can say, like the January 6th riots that people talk about, the people who stormed the Capitol, uh, a woman got shot and killed by police. I could care less that she got, she was unarmed and got shot. She broke in. Anybody, a- as soon as the Capitol was breached, everybody should have been mowed down. A- and I mean that with all my heart. A- they should have been mowed down and killed because you are breaching the most sacred Symbol. building of our democracy. Yeah. And that, that's a whole separate issue. The same goes for these. Well, there are sexual predators there. The, but go the ahead. same goes the, for these massage parlors. If you want to stop human trafficking, if you want to stop people committing crimes, then you have to do something like what you see in an airport where it is clearly legal and non-judgmental. We are not doing that, and we continue to have these these stings. You continue to have people with sexual addiction, maybe, who don't want to harm anybody. They are looking for gratification. They end up going to jail. You have girls who are underage coming from other countries because somebody brought them here who wants to make money. There's just so much to this outside of the fact that eight people got murdered yesterday, which is a horrendous tragedy and i truly do feel that there are families across the pond right now who are devastated darren yeah they have to put their loved ones onto an airplane in a coffin fly them home and bury them and why because somebody here i'm not taking away that the murderer walked in there with a gun it's on him yes but there's a lot of other people who got those women into those buildings and i want the feds to take care of that. And I don't, I, I, I appreciate your optimism and I will jump on your coattails <laughs> and pray that it goes that way. Uh, awesome segment. Thank you. You're, uh, you, you always teach me something and I appreciate your own vulnerability saying that yesterday's news brought up. For me, it was just shocking. I'm like, what? I, that was my, like, are you kidding me? And then I was happy that the guy was caught and nobody, nobody else could be killed for you. It brought up some PTS. It brought up some cases that you worked, and uh, that's a very real thing. So I appreciate you educating uh, our audience, me and Robin, and uh, I, that was just an awesome conversation. So I'm glad we had a guest cancellation today because <laughs> this was a first for us yes. to talk about something different, and we are going to come back. I got a question. Can we castrate the guy? In you know what? Is, that, yes. that, that has that has been talked about, but in it doesn't solve it, doesn't it. Solve because it. it's yeah. not again. It's not about sex. It's, it's about the not power. Exactly. It really is exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. but we, why not do it anyways? We, Who cares? Know, yeah, exactly. Why not? That's a great. It's <laughs> right? just a great punishment. Yeah. Hey, let the families do it's it, just, man. Thank you. They Listen, stole them another country. If I knew that punishment for uh, a criminal sexual act was getting my balls cut off, I promise you, <laughs> would never commit it. So, it is a deterrent. Great, great, great opening to this show. I'm uh, uh, 
I'm glad we got to talk about that. I really am. We will come back and talk about something, um, as you said, that I might vent about, which I don't, I, I've never vented on this show, have never. I? Never. Really? Um, really? No, I don't, Rob, um, Robin. This is you, your free therapy you, session. Are you, are you throwing me under the bus? Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> All right. Never. We will be right back with Cop Talk. Uh, Badge Boys brought to you by officerprivacy.com. More stories, inside guests, and true blue humor coming up on Badge Boys. We'll be back right after this. I'm Pete James, a retired law enforcement officer who has a passion for the safety and security of those in the profession. OfficerPrivacy.com offers a full range of privacy services that removes your personal information from the internet so you and your family can feel safe and secure in your home. OfficerPrivacy.com will keep you safe. You're listening to Badge Boys with retired police sergeant Darren Birch and retired police officer Jason Schechterly. Now, back to the Badge Boys. Welcome back to Bad Boys, everybody. Darren, I'm very excited about next week already. Oh, and we're seven too. days away because we are going to have a show like, no unlike, unlike we've ever had before. We are going to sit here for the most part in silence. Uh, you are going to be the moderator. You have some great questions prepared. But we have two outstanding guests on complete opposite sides of <laughs> of law enforcement big time uh we have a retired da out of oregon named joshua marquis and then we have kirk Nermy, who has been on the show he works uh hand in hand with robin on her show he is famous infamous whatever you want to call it <laughs> for representing jody Arias. uh you know i have never hidden the fact as a former homicide investigator that I am not a fan of defense attorneys. I do not understand how you can knowingly defend somebody who's guilty. Jody Arias, uh, it was very clear. And what she did to Travis Alexander was mortifying. Uh, but you know what? I really like and respect Kurt Nermy and why he did what he did and who he, who, what that case did to him and who he has become now is is impressive. I think people can change. People evolve with experiences and age. And to have him, for lack of better terms, going against Joshua as they banter. Debate, and, and again, debate. it won't be it won't be mean. It won't be not vitriolic. They're not going to try to hurt each other. They're going to give their opinions. On, it's not going to be a presidential on debate. A very, <laughs> right. a very, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, see, Robin, you just have a way of pushing my buttons. Don't um, you just, yeah, yeah, just, um, I'm, I'm sitting there being calm and Robin tries to <laughs> light me on fire again. I don't understand oh. it. Um, we are going to talk about qualified immunity yes. for police officers, which yes. right now is a hot topic and huge. in a, huge. at the, at the, federal level in Congress, and then you're starting to see some states do like preemptive strikes. You're seeing Missouri and Kentucky who are passing legislation that are basically saying, I don't care what all those hollow fucking walking dead zombies in, in our nation's capital do. This is what we are going to do at the state level because that is how our constitution was written. And so we're going to be able to talk about this next week. And Darren, you have a more educated view than I do of qualified immunity. My, 
my views of it are just simply like, hey, it was in place when I became a cop. I understand why it's there. I understand why departments and cities can get sued. And, and the reason I say that is departments are responsible for who they hire, how they hire them, how they vet them. And then if an officer truly in their heart of hearts is a bad person and slips through the system, we have seen that. If they go out and do something wrong, then in my opinion, the department as a whole and the city is responsible for that. And on the flip side of that, you have officers who are well-intentioned, well-trained, and I don't care who you are, if you are not in the moment on that call, you cannot say what you would do, and then Monday morning quarterbacking is easy, and people are getting hammered because of it, and now they're talking about taking away qualified immunity for police officers. So that's what the show is going to be next week. And again, we're not going to talk next week and get into this heated debate. But today we we, we can. can give our thoughts. We, we can give our <laughs> thoughts about it. So tell me, uh, and you're not going to give away the questions for next week, right? No. Nope. All right. Tell me what your thought is on the direction we are heading and the topic of qualified immunity from when you started yeah. as an officer to where we're at in 2021. The one phrase that isn't coming up at all the times you hear, both at the national level as well as the state level, the phrase you don't hear at all is a simple phrase called good faith. The good faith doctrine is part of qualified immunity. And in Colorado, that was one of the first things that was brought up, which I was concerned with. I don't have a problem if you tweak a law like qualified immunity and you address concerns of the George Floyd killing in, in, in a situation where a uh, whether it was dispensing street justice, where it was racially motivated. We don't know. We really don't. We're not in the head of that. We that have no POS. idea. We have no we idea. Have no idea. But in my opinion, based on what I saw, I saw street justice played out for whatever reason it played out and yeah. it was murder. In my opinion. I agree. And, when that occurs, there is no good faith. He was not acting in good faith with his knee on that neck, pressing it as this man was saying, I can't breathe. That was not good faith. He also wasn't trained to do that, though. Thank you. And exactly. He wasn't trained so, to do that. So it has nothing to do with the, with the department. In other words, the department is not liable. The, the, the city's not liable. They will be. You know, oh, no, civilly, no, no, they, but they've already paid. And that's what. Do you see the trials getting delayed and screwed up? Because the city. Yes. Paid before. Because it's civil. The, I know, and, and but they you volunteered. can't. Listen, I am in full agreement that George Floyd's family deserves every penny they're getting. I, I, I have no wrongful problem. Wrongful death. It's a wrongful I, death. I truly believe that, but you can't do that before the criminal part plays out. You cannot do that. You saw it with O.J. Simpson. Go all the way back to that. Yeah. When did the civil suit after, play out? After. After Absolutely. he was found not guilty. And I don't want to say people are greedy, but I think we all know people are well, greedy. <laughs> and we know lawyers are one of the greediest I don't care if it's food, money, sex. Everybody's greedy. And lawyers are notorious. And there's a lot of civil lawyers that are those ambulance chasers that will absolutely. And you know what? You can't, like you said, you can't blame the family. They are grieving. They're hurting. Money will not 
ease that pain, but it feels like justice to them and they want justice now. And that's a problem with a lot of people is they don't understand justice takes time and it should take time because it has to be duly diligent and not knee jerking. But justice used to be blind. That's the old saying. There yeah. are plenty of pictures yeah. of, of lady justice and the scales and justice is no longer blind because we have the politicians and CNN involved. They're using it as a weapon. They're using qualified immunity as a weapon. They're trying to get rid of it so that they can weaponize their voices against law enforcement, in my humble opinion. This is me venting now. I think politicians want to get rid of qualified immunity, much like they want to appease the people that are anti-law enforcement. And sadly, because of George Floyd's murder, and I say singular because I think it was one person who did it, opposed to two guys that were brand new, holding leg and, and, and shock and horror at what their superior officer was doing, um, these politicians are weaponizing this against law enforcement. And almost, if you will, again, we talked about last episode, power. It's all about power. It is all about power. These politicians are using as power. The neat thing about, and you mentioned Kentucky, you mentioned Missouri, uh, Iowa just passed a qualified immunity, strengthening their qualified immunity. There's uh-huh. clearly, again, a polarization. And sadly, because of that POS uh, that killed George Floyd, that created a a avenue um an opportunity for bom and i'm going to say it just once um they use that as an opportunity to get people that don't hate law enforcement to hate law enforcement mm-hmm. so before what we had is we had the anti-cop the anti-cops the haters of cops those people um you know they're just a singular voice that they'll always be that way whether they're a criminal element whether they're a fringe element i don't care what they are i don't care about them but sadly because of what happened with george floyd that would became a martyr for a bigger cause to get good people to think bad of police and i've seen it personally i I guarantee everyone listening to this show today has someone they know that actually has said yeah but cops are and all of a sudden they throw out the stuff they think is true when it's out of 300 million more than 300 million cases of officers involving people we see very seldom that reach the level of the george floyd and and thankfully so and I agree, there shouldn't be just you know a few bad apples. That's a horrible term, and it should be zero bad apples. But it's truly the um, oh, the 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 phrase a "drop in the ocean." It's so small, so minute, mm-hmm. and yet we're all paying for it. And that is what qualified immunity is all about. Why it's on topic, so that the politicians can. Um, get favor from their their folks that are anti-police and even good people that are now not knowing what qualified immunity is because what's going to happen and we haven't even addressed this but what's going to happen is what's happening in colorado colorado did pass their um anti-quality um qualified immunity law it no longer exists and the main key element was the word good faith doctrine in lieu of good faith. In other words, you could be an officer working in complete good faith. You just have bad information from uh, unreliable sources, but you had every reason to believe they're true, every reason to think that I got a kick in that door, I saved that woman, and then all of a sudden you broke down a door. Um, we knew the department would be paying for it, but not the officer. And this is a simple case. Granted, that officer now, even though he's acting under good faith, will pay for that damn door. The, where this really gets knotted up for me is... Yeah, Derek Chauvin 
in Minneapolis. I he to me is the final weight that you know I picture like something was covering up the rabbit hole, and he was the final weight that broke through that barrier, and now we are just free falling down to the rabbit hole and you're going to end up in you're going to have a lot more officers uh who get killed in the line of duty and you're going to have a lot more civilians who are killed and use of force is going to go up because officers are not the the ones who are willing to do the job are not going to be well prepared security My, guards are going to become police officers but when you talk about qualified immunity when you talk about let's say you have a officer who's 23 years old he's six months out of the academy and he does something you know where he can get sued for he doesn't have any money the people suing him are still going to sue the department and the city and they're the ones with the deep pockets and they're the ones who are going to pay so in the big scheme of things I don't see the point in this anyway. It doesn't, it, because if the officer, and we've seen it, officers will, can still get charged with excessive force and murder. They still get fired. They can still go to jail. Qualified immunity does not take away. It doesn't protect them. In they, that, no, in, it doesn't protect them. If, criminal you, matter. If, you, if you commit a violent crime, no, I don't doesn't. care what uniform you're wearing or what job you're doing, you're still going to get the punishment of our justice system. So when I hear qualified immunity, it, it gets lost on me in the sense that it, it's not going to change anything. The, I, I see. I disagree. You, it won't change anything for those that are using it as a weapon to somehow make police departments better. Right. It will change completely the landscape of law enforcement. In my humble opinion, I believe what's going to happen in 10 years from now, we're going to see law enforcement as security officers with badges. And security officers, that usually was like a you know, minimum paying job, will be those retired police officers or those fleeing police officers that have a family, they have a home, they have, they have yeah. items, and they're going to be taking these jobs and protecting these politicians that are creating this landscape of a duality where now cops are security guards and security guards are cops well i am i have a feeling that two weeks from now we're going to have to revisit this just me and you on that maybe, cop talk says maybe. segment because whatever i hear next week that i have to bottle up and not respond to <laughs> i'm gonna have to let it out um, the, the following week but um, uh, i encourage everybody uh, especially all you law enforcement officers out there open-mindedly and objectively please, please tune in next week listen to joshua listen to kurt and see what they have to say they are both very experts. very educated they are experts they have had plenty of cases over their careers that they can speak with authority on this topic and i am very excited to listen to them go back and forth on their vision for the future of law enforcement and this qualified immunity thing. Come on back in just a few minutes for heroic headlines. Some of Darren's. Oh, well, if he's going to talk about CNN, then I'm okay. And uh, inspirational clothes. Come on back. More stories, inside guests, and true blue humor coming up on Batch Boys. We'll be back right after this. We both signed up for the service and are so happy with it. 
OfficerProphecy.com is offering a very special deal for listeners of The Badge Boys. This is a great deal. Go to OfficerProphecy.com forward slash BB. Their team of current and retired law enforcement officers will remove your information from the top 30 sites that are showing your home address, your phone number, and so much more. When you sign up now with our link, you'll get a free bonus mailed to you, plus your first month of monitoring for free. You don't have to be an officer to sign up. If you are a family member or just don't want your personal information out there on the Internet, you can join OfficerPrivacy.com. We've met the owner, had him on our show, great guy, and he will take care of you, I promise. If you care about your online privacy, and I highly recommend the service he provides, sign up at OfficerPrivacy.com forward slash BB. Well, my, my, my. We happen to know that guy. Criminals think they are so smart. The problem for them is the police are smarter. Detectives resolve things. They don't give up. I'm not the only one who answered the call. I am retired Sergeant Darren Bruce. Detective Chris McMullen. Detective Frank Dillard. Robert Cushing. Vermont State Police. Now, where did he come from? Every detective has that one case. This is that one case for me. He thinks he can outsmart these detectives. Well, he has another thing coming. You're not going to be able to run from it. You want to find that smoking gun. He does what he was made to do. Find the bad guy. That is, as they say in tennis, game, set, and match. American Detective, coming exclusively to Discovery Plus, early 2021. Learn more at discoveryplus.com. You're listening to Badge Boys with retired police sergeant Darren Birch and retired police officer Jason Schechterly. Now, back to the Badge Boys. Uh, I just love those two commercials, and not because I'm there. I, I know because that's not <laughs> pretty self-serving. Dude, yeah. I am so enamored every time I hear that commercial because your voice is on it. Yeah, that I'm, is just I'm so, enamored. That's badass because Lieutenant Joe Kenda is on it. Yeah. He is a badass. I love his voice. Yeah, he's he's, he's my hero. He's he does. Voice. So I love hearing for that. I don't like hearing for my voice. Oh, I, hear, I hear it. I hear it every day. I'm oh, tired of it. No, but that is. I mean, Jason, don't you agree? That's like the, that's like the coolest freaking thing that yes, he's you, on a, D, a Discovery ID you, show. You should know your voice sounds to you very different than it sounds to the rest of us. That yes. goes. Don't you haven't you ever heard yourself on an old fashioned answer machine and go? That's what I sound like. Exactly. It, it, exactly. Listen, your voice sounds great, no. but I agree uh, with you that Kenda oh. is an absolute badass. And you know who else is badass? OfficerPrivacy.com. Oh, I'm yeah. serious. Yes, that, those two commercials are my two favorite heroes. I'm about to tell you about some badasses. And, and that's what I thought I'm the about perfect to segue. Tell you. Let's hear about some heroic headlines, my friend. And if you have not seen these pictures or or know this story, you They're are absolutely page. living under a rock. This thing was amazing. <laughs> you should you should go check it out. This is about some Idaho state troopers and how fun to talk about. A group of people in a state that, you know, just... You don't hear about they, No, they mind their own business. They do their thing. It's a beautiful place. Oh, oh, my, oh God. my gosh, yes. I absolutely love it. My son thought about strongly about going to Boise State University. I, I absolutely love everything Idaho up there. Falls. Um, and this is about a vehicle crash that turned into a very heroic rescue after a pickup truck went off of a bridge over the deep canyon of the Malad Gorge. When the first trooper arrived on scene, I can't imagine responding to this. The pickup had gone over the edge of the bridge, Darren, and it was held only 
by the safety chain that connected the truck to the camphor trailer. Can you imagine that gravity? It's, you can see the picture. Gravity, it's crazy. Al- gravity allowed for this chain. I want to give a shout out to whoever engineered and created this <laughs> chain because that's holding several thousand pounds. It's something you see in movies. Gravity, it doesn't happen. Gravity is like, uh, come to me right now, and the chain is, is not allowing right, it. Though. That's You're awesome. Right. The first responder was able to, uh, and this is Magic Valley, Idaho. Magic Valley first responders. True magic. Uh, including a, rep- a rappel team. Oh, which, I love rappelling. Again, really? I, I would, <laughs> he did that in the military, uh, I yeah, think, I didn't you? Do it. Yeah, yeah, master. He, he, was, he was in Loved the Army. That, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to get in it. We don't do that shit in the Air Force. Um, <laughs> they just swim down. That's yeah, telling. exactly. Well, the special operations do. <laughs> Where's so, my coffee? Here's what happened. At 2.42 p.m., an Idaho State Police tro- Trooper drove onto the scene of a single vehicle crash eastbound Interstate 84. It had just happened. The trooper arrived before dispatchers even called emergency units to the scene. Can you imagine being that first oh, responder? And oh, my God. Being like, what dream. am I looking? Is it surreal what I'm looking at? Save lives. According to the witnesses, the driver of the pickup, which was an F-350, the biggest huge, truck out there, huge. pulling a 30-foot camp trailer, lost control, the truck and camper swerved, hitting the shoulder barrier, went left until the truck slid through the guardrail. The truck tipped over the bridge with the camper still attached on the road by this safety change. And the Malad Gorge is approximately 100 feet below the bridge. So we are talking about certain and guaranteed death if this truck falls to the two occupants the trooper was able to call to the two people inside who responded and said that they were alert and not injured soon after a gooding county sheriff deputy arrived on scene the trooper and the deputy were able to get additional set of chains from a semi-truck driver attach them to the dangling pickup and provide additional strength to hold the pickup until rescue crews could arrive Soon, a full team of emergency responders arrived on scene, including some specially trained rope rescue paramedics from the Magic Valley Paramedics SORT Team or Special Operations Rescue Team. The SORT members were able to transport quickly to the, they were transported quickly to the incident by air transport, and once on scene, They rappelled down to the dangling F-350, attached a harness to each victim, allowing rescuers to raise them up to safety. All those heroes. All those departments. That is an ungodly view, scene, and the tense moments I can't even imagine. That's one of those things when it's over, I guarantee some of those rescuers, they were throwing up. They were, you know, tears in their eyes. They went home that night. There's no way they could eat, sleep. It will affect them. They will never forget this. But at the end of the day, they saved two lives. And I just, you don't hear about cases like this a lot. This is movies. You know, again, a lot of times we talk about shootings or running into a a burning building. And the small stuff is great. This is absolutely phenomenal what they did. And all that really matters at the end of the day, is two human lives and got to go on about 
their lives yeah. and their days. So what a shout out to Magic Valley and to the everybody SORT involved. team, to everybody involved. The, the helicopter to, that got the uh, SORT team there. And to the victims, and I'm not being a pun. I, I'm not using this as a pun, so don't laugh. But I give credit to the victims for hanging in there because it takes time. No, that's not, you guys are like, oh, what did I just suck and tell you? I know it's Don't not laugh. <laughs> but they truly did because when you're in that situation, when you are trapped and you're at the mercy of what can somebody else do for me, right. that takes an incredible amount of wherewithal and patience. And composure. To, to, yes, to compose yourself against the fear of like, I am about to die. Get to me quick. But you know it just internally, I, I, I have to wait and I have to let this play out. And it did. And uh, God bless everybody yeah. involved. Just God, that's so Everybody awesome. was so smart. There wasn't that one weak link. You know, really. <laughs> now, see, that was a pun <laughs> that I was not trying to create. Well, he is transitioning into the He's, next well, session. I am transitioning. You went from smart. I'm going to stupid. All right. Well, transfer into the pun <laughs> network for me that you can find on uh, channel 36. 1036 in Arizona. You got it, my friend. We got three stupid suspect stories. You know how I always try to have some kind of a theme. This theme is audience participation. And uh, I showed Robin, I think she knows what I mean. And you'll follow her cue there, Jason. I think you'll find out here in a second. Uh Um, Florida criminals Robert Hobby, 41, and Marcus Reeves, 23, are so stupid... How stupid are they? They are so stupid that while on a burglarizing crime spree in Marion County, Florida, they kept leaving behind their personal property. They left behind a shoe, um, DNA. They left behind tools at each of the burglary screens, fingerprints. And Marcus, the uh, the 23-year-old um, leader of this uh, bunch of tool heads, uh, left his wallet with his driver's license and his home address. Wow. So all the deputies had to do were, after the crime spree was over, they went to Marcus' house, knocked on the door, and Marcus, again, being this tool head, opened the door, he let them in, and he completely confessed. And now both are arrested for 14 combined charges of grand theft, burglary, and being a bunch of tool heads. The best part about being a cop, criminals are oh, ethically so stupid. stupid. And you wow. can't, you can't. Fix stupid. Your wallet with your driver's license. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, now we have Tulsa, Oklahoma criminal Sharon Carr is so stupid. How stupid is she? Come on, Jason. You're supposed (laughs) to pipe in on this. She is so stupid that she broke into a home at night to munch out on the homeowner's kitchen. She drank some water bottles, devoured Cheetos on the kitchen counter before the homeowner screamed and saw her and the criminal ran off. The police arrived and found empty water bottles and a Cheetos bag next to the broken living room window. The police went outside, looked around, and seconds later, Sharon Carr emerged from the shadows. Police held on to her. The homeowner identified her, but it was the Cheeto breath bandit's most incriminating evidence was her orange snack food residue still on her teeth. That's right. It was the snack oh, food there's residue. There's a best-selling commercial for Cheetos right, right there. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and our last stupid suspect, Texas criminal Eric Dion Warren, 50 years old, is so stupid. How stupid is he? Thank I you, love Jason. it. He is so stupid that he went to a BMW dealership, and instead of test driving the car, he drove it to a bank around the corner, robbed the bank to pay for the BMW. 
I swear to God. He gave a <laughs> bank teller a note that read, this is a fucking robbery. Play with me or die. I want $10,000 because that was the price of the down payment, by the way, um, in 50s and 100s and do it in one minute or I will kill you. Now, Warren uh, returned to the dealership immediately after that one minute uh, and used the stolen bank money, the $10,000. He literally used that money as, a, as the down payment. Witnesses saw the BMW uh, dealership place and placards on the car about this BMW dealership that was around the corner. Uh, police went there and Warren was still in the middle of the transaction because we all know going to a car dealership. Two or it, three hours. Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah, <laughs> so even though the cops it took a while you to get the, You got to get that extended warranty. He and, was uh, still in the middle of that when they arrested him. Well, you know, you got to think about it. That is a pretty cool reason gonna, just to rob a bank to pay for a car. I'll be honest with you. you. I was going to say, I don't know if that's a... That, I just want to say, nice try, dude. That's, yeah. I, I've kind of got, got my wheels spinning here. Like, How many uh, cases have you had where you, they've taken a car loaner, take it out, play with it for months and months and months, uh-huh. and then auto theft says, well, until we can prove they're trying to deprive it forever, we can't arrest them. And it becomes a civil matter. Oh, I'm God. not trying to give bad guys any ideas here, but this idiot could have simply took the BMW, drove around for a few months, and they would have called it a civil matter. Instead, he's going down for 20 years. Ooh. 20 years. All right. That All right. So he is stupid. Is a stupid but, suspect. Uh, but again, nice try on how to pay for a BMW. <laughs> it was original. It was original. Um, a great idea. Just uh, didn't execute it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> that, the, the, those were good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. This week's inspirational close, Darren. This is, uh, this is incredibly sweet. A touching moment as a former police officer is granted a dying wish. An elderly woman in hospice care who was the first female mounted police officer in the United Kingdom, first female mounted officer, has had her final wish granted by the NSW mounted police. Rita Meredith, originally from England, made history in her early 20s after serving in the police force for two years she moved to the UK Mounted Police Unit in the 1960s. The 75-year-old, who has been unwell for quite some time, is seeing her final days at Calvary Mater Hospital in Newcastle, NSW. Her dying wish was to be able to smell or see a horse just one more time. The way she lived her life. One of Rita's close friends got in touch with the Mounted Police in Sydney, hoping to organize a visit. Senior Constable Graham Lovett and Constable Nicole Harville, accompanied by their handsome sidekicks, police horse Don and Hollywood, made the <laughs> two-hour trip to make Rita's dream become a reality. Our boss has always tried to honor the community by granting these wishes when it is time for us to get into action, we will do it. Anna, a request like this doesn't come along very often. And when my sergeant told me that I was going up there for the day, it was truly an honor to do something like this for Rita Meredith. And on this occasion, we especially made time because she's an ex-mounted police officer. She was that in the UK. The first She made history. First female in the 1960s. And what a simple dying wish. (sighs) I want to see and smell a horse just one more time because she spent most of her career on 
a horse and they truly are you know whether you're a canine or mounted they that is your Your partner partner. just as much as if you and i rode together every day i would lay down my life for you cops feel the same way about about their their partners even if it's a dog or a horse and i just love that she not only paved the way for other women who i'm sure are doing great things in the uk right now she did this all the way back in the 1960s but what a simple beautiful dying wish and somebody simply said no problem let's do we'll it. take care of it and, and she will die in peace she actually died two days later i heard Aww. she died two days later yeah yeah but wow. in peace because yes. when that wish gets granted you know we think Fulfilling. of like when we hear like make a wish we think of children with mm-hmm. leukemia yeah. they get to go to disneyland or they get to meet their their sports hero and it's a beautiful thing it, it really is because it's it's so tragic that that children can get these diseases young. But, you know, it goes that way for the elderly. If you've oh, lived a life like she did, well, you deserve, well you deserve that one Thank you. final dying wish. And that is a, uh, that's very inspirational to me. That I will carry that with me for a long time. Rita Meredith, God bless all of you across the pond. Thank you for taking care of her. And selfishly, I'm sure you made yourselves a little bit better oh, human right. beings too. So uh, that was awesome. Great show, Darren. Uh, again, super excited about next week. <laughs> and you organized this. I can't thank you enough. Uh, Joshua Marquis and Kirk Nermy, if you're listening, we are looking thank forward you. to this. And we will, it is your one hour. It is Yours. your platform. Darren's got some great questions for you. So you better get ready. <laughs> Thank you to OfficerPrivacy.com, Pete James, your entire crew, keeping us safe. We love you. Love you. Uh, love you, Darren and Robin. And right back uh, at you. be love back it. here next week with Bells on. Batch Boys. Thanks for listening to Batch Boys. <laughs> Stories, insights, guests, and true blue humor with retired police sergeant Darren Birch and retired police officer Jason Schechterly. Batch Boys, heard weekly and worldwide on Star Worldwide Networks and all mobile devices. Badge Boys.